This is Supply Chain Radio. My name is Greg Kiefer, and today I've got a special guest with me, another Greg, Greg Johnson. Welcome to the show, Greg. Thank you, Greg. The Greg Show. Yeah, Greg Squared. Yeah, Greg Squared. And I got another G word, Greece. Sure, why not? Yeah, so you know, you can't open the paper or turn on the internet today without reading all about Greece and the whole financial situation going on down there. What does this mean if you're running a supply chain and Greece is part of that mix? Well, what we're seeing in Greece is certainly a cause for concern for companies that work with trading partners, service providers, suppliers based in Greece. When you're on the brink of credit default and the banks are in trouble and you're getting a run on the banks and working capital is short, the cost of cash goes up, you're dealing with a very, very hard hard situation for those companies. And I guess at the highest level, sort of the highest level of optics, this is not too unlike any kind of supply chain disruption that you would see in other parts of the world. I mean, modern companies are vast, global, distributed, outsourced organizations, and they rely on lots of different partners all over the world. So if there's a flood in Thailand or a tsunami in Japan that shuts down part of your sourcing operations or your market, you've got to react. And the same thing is happening here with Greece. Companies that are running their businesses and exporting minerals or food products to Germany. I think Germany's Greece's top trading partner. Suddenly, they're in a very tough position, which means they may not be able to borrow the money they need to run their business. They may not be able to get financing at the rates they were getting it before. And they become risky trading partners. And when you have risky trading partners, you've got to start thinking about where else to go because it's not just about getting a better price. You need a reliable partner. And if you can't depend on your trading partner, you've got to look for options. Unfortunately, it's not good for Greek companies. I mean, they're being hit hard here, but their trading partners are not philanthropic organizations. They've got to make the right business decisions. And the right business decision is to have some diversification in your portfolio of suppliers. And so you'll start to see some shifting away. Right. Obviously, the Greece situation, there's a capital element to it, right, where access to capital is highly restricted if you're in Greece. But there are also technology platforms and mechanisms available to maybe offset that. Is there a way through technology or a capability where you can still continue operating with that partner without getting tied up in the restrictions? One of the big things that technology is enabling is helping companies to connect with their partners and platforms that allow companies to operate as networks also become vehicles for financing in many cases. So if you look at what a company like Levi's is doing with the IFC, it's the lending arm of the World Bank, they're actually using their electronic network, it's a cloud-based platform, for injecting capital to their best suppliers, the suppliers that rank highest in terms of social compliance. And the same is true for any supplier in such a network because their country, in a sense, becomes that network. It's not so much their regional country. They're part of a larger nation, which is an electronic trading nation that's being governed by this technology platform. So they can get financing from their customer or from their customer's bank or any bank on the network at terms and conditions that are closer to their buyer. And so in some ways, it becomes a very, very attractive thing to a company that's in an economy that's tight that way. In other words, this kind of frees you from the environment that you're operating in, right? Whether it's a high-interest economy in some third world or a company that's convulsing like Greece is right now. Yeah, your local banks and your local source of capital may be dried up, may be drying up or tight. But if you're part of a larger global network, an electronic trading network, that is more about the business network 
that you're in, then all the financing that drives that is now available to you. So it's a doorway into a club that you don't normally get to join, and that becomes really exciting. It's a good example of where technology is really changing sort of geopolitical rules. And going back to a point you made earlier where, you know, there's stuff going on all the time all over the world, whether it's a disaster or a political strife or a strike or whatever, the idea that you need to be able to switch things up quickly, you know, they call it agility in supply chain. Technologically, what's different today than, say, 15 years ago? What allows you to kind of reconfigure your network relatively quickly, you know, not spend five years doing it? Well, some of it is that electronic nervous system. So if you've connected through these newer technology platforms in a way that allows you to automate process with a partner, it's not just a one-off maneuver. You're doing it across a platform across all your suppliers. And many of your training partners might be on that platform already, not unlike the way you see social networks like Facebook or LinkedIn. You know, once you're on it, you can connect to lots of other participants easily. You don't have to set up your account again. You don't have to build your profile all over again. It's all there. And so in the same way that companies will look at the risk of Greek suppliers and say, I've got to move, you're going to see a dividing line between the companies that can be agile and the companies that can't. And the ones that are agile are the ones that are leveraging technology like this to make a fast switch without losing their nervous system. How do you make a switch without losing a beat in that automated commerce interaction that you've come to rely on that makes you efficient. So this is a big, big dividing line between the haves and the have-nots, the companies that have these capabilities and can be agile and responsive and win, and the companies that don't and ultimately will lose. So this is sort of a byproduct of cloud computing, right? These platforms are cloud platforms, and it turns out that it's becoming very, very clear now that this kind of technology, these capabilities, could not be delivered until cloud arrived. And it turns out cloud's the only way to deliver this kind of technology. Right. Well, we'll sit back and see how this whole situation in Greece unfolds. And who knows, we may be on the show talking about another nation before long. Well, right? another nation or another disruption, but right. it's all in the family of things that happen and change in supply chain, and you've got to be ready for all of it. Right. Okay. Well, thanks again for coming on the show. Thank you. This is Supply Chain Radio, and we are signing off. <laughs>